everyone, and welcome to Lattes with Lindsay. I am your host, Lindsay Geiger, and I am so honored to have my next guest on for this season on nutrition. We are going to dive into veganism and what it's really all about. So without further ado, Kat, how are you? I'm doing so good, Lindsay. Thank you for having me. Yes. Oh, I had to have you on here. I was so excited for the season because I just, you were like the perfect human to dive into this topic with. So thank you for being here. So why don't you tell us a little bit why you got into becoming a vegan? Because you were definitely someone who, you know, did it way before the trend even occurred. So tell me like, what was the true roots that kind of sprouted you to become a vegan in the first place? Yeah. I mean, let's go on a journey together. So basically what happened (laughs) was um, I went on a trip and while I was on that trip, I saw some really horrible things happening to dogs and I was so so upset about it um I I won't get into too much detail but there was one dog that I was literally on the floor with just really upset bawling my eyes out and um my friend at the time turned to me and she said you know it's really interesting that you care so much for this dog that you feel so much for this animal and its pain but you still eat animals And I was like, Mm, it was such a click for me at that moment. I was like, oh yeah, I'm definitely not going to do that anymore. And technically the way that it started was I started off as pescatarian, which means like basically vegetarian, but eating um, fish. And that lasted for like a week because I realized (laughs) I don't like fish. So (laughs) that wasn't going to (laughs) work. So I very quickly went vegetarian and I was vegetarian for about a year. Um, And it's because I really didn't understand like the connections between um, the harm to animals and, and the dairy and egg industry. Like I didn't really, I didn't really capture that idea. I really thought even in my late, like mid twenties that, you know, oh, well cows need to be milked every day, right? Like I just thought they were just this like everlasting fountain of milk that just was constantly flowing. And if if we didn't milk them, they were in pain. Like very late into my twenties, I still thought that was a thing. So um, I originally did go vegan for the animals and I I still cite that as my reason for going vegan. But uh, once I was vegetarian and I was in the world, the the world of that um, kind of movement, I uh, started noticing different things, learning different facts about what really fed into the whole factory farming industry. And then I watched Forks Over Knives and a couple of other really interesting documentaries on on Netflix. And I was like, oh, wow, yeah, this could really help my health as well. And at the time I was pre-diabetic. I was having a very difficult time. My joints were in a lot of pain. I was just not in a very good place um, and health-wise. So I thought I would give it a shot and it definitely worked. After I went vegan, you remember I lost like 25 pounds pretty much right off the bat, which is not the reason I did it. I was mainly looking to just reset my health, but uh, that was kind of just like a happy surprise. Yeah. Well, it was an exciting, like, I mean, and I totally agree. Like you looked 
phenomenal you still look phenomenal um but it how how long ago was that now was that 10 years ago now oh my gosh I wish I feel like I would get I, I can't wait to do that but surprisingly it's only been five years six years ago I went oh vegetarian five years ago I went vegan but it's crazy because you're right um even five years ago I still had to explain to people what veganism was it really has yeah. shifted so so quickly yeah, it's, it's actually quite alarming, the inability for people to want to learn how to do it. That's the other thing that's really important is that you were in such a time that you were getting so judged. Like, I, I remember all the conversations we had. Yeah. Uh, I always, you know, had a funny laugh that, you know, I was still gun ho on meat and I loved meat and we were so opposite, but it was totally <laughs> cool because you were also educating me at the time. So you know, what kind of stuff did you go through personally when you were going through that journey at the beginning? Because I know from a friend point of view, you told me that you got a lot of slack for it. Um, so how was that journey at the beginning? Like, how did you really overcome, you know, people's opinions and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting because when I first went vegetarian, people kind of understood it a little bit more. They still made fun of me, my family. You know, I'm, I'm very classically Italian. So it was uh, it was very tough for my family to understand me going vegetarian. And then when I went vegan, it was just like completely, they had no idea what was going on. So I found that in the beginning, especially because I was informing people in my close circle what was going on. I had a lot of backlash and daily. So it was a lot of backlash like, um, you know, you're not going to be healthy. That's not good for you. Where are you getting your protein from? A lot of like misinformation that was kind of being thrown back at me. And uh, then I'd be like, oh, well, I mean, this is not true. Like I totally get enough protein. My my, I have a protein rich diet. It just comes from different sources and we actually consume more protein that we, than we need to. And we just end up peeing it out. So, you know, I'm fine. And, uh, <laughs> it was never the proper answer because as soon as you say anything, it's, you know, being a preachy vegan. So I, I ended up getting into an angry phase after that, because I was like, I felt like I really needed to stand my ground. And that didn't do anything. So I kind of took a different approach. And I don't say anything ever, basically. Uh, I just live my life. I post my meals on Instagram. I'll, um, I run vegan teach and eats, which are really fun. They I can show people because a lot of people have no idea what you can eat when you're a vegan. They just can't even... Um, they can't even imagine the, the meals that don't include just a chicken, a starch and a side of vegetables. <laughs> it's, you know, that's the classic Canadian American meal. So kind of reforming and re redoing that idea, I felt like that was kind of the best way for me to move forward and educate people rather than getting into arguments. Um, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, and that was probably the biggest thing is that was a game changer for me when we had these conversations like way before COVID is the fact that you made me this mac and cheese and I don't even want to call it cheese because it was cashew I believe yeah and I was so confused because I honestly <laughs> thought that you made it with cheese then I was like cat you can't have cheese <laughs> but it was it tasted so flipping good it was mm -hmm. unreal so I think it's so good that you are 
you know, reaching out to your environment and educating, you know, who you can, uh, if they want to, or if they're, Mm -hmm. you know, wanting that information. I think that's actually really important. What are some like key meals that changed the game for you when you started, you know, testing the waters? Oh my gosh. You know, what's so funny is I love cooking. And I think that that mac and cheese that I made you was actually when you came to live with me for a week. Yes. Yes. And so I planned a whole menu for every day you were there (laughs) because I had just gone vegan. It was so fun for me. And because I loved cooking, it was like having to challenge my brain to say, how can I, how can I do this? And how can I do this differently? And Mm -hmm. even from a cultural perspective, right? Taking meals that have been in my family for a really long time and changing those to be something that I can feel comfortable eating. um, It's just been fun. And I've, realized and I've expanded my palate and my and my access to food in so many different ways like if you really think about the variety of greens and the variety of vegetables and fruits we really don't even touch the surface on an everyday so much like I had no idea what jackfruit was and now my favorite thing to make for people is jackfruit like pulled sliders tacos all those kinds of things I love it and I just watch it's their faces. Insane. I just look at them and I'm like, what do you think? What do you think? <laughs> Tell me. I actually, that's so funny that you brought that up because Jay and I are obsessed with Carnival Eats. Mm-hmm. And there's um, a vendor who literally makes uh, pulled jackfruit tacos. And yeah. I'm like, what? Like, and and it, it's funny because we, I don't even know what event it was. I think it was my housewarming. Yes. It was. And you made jackfruit tacos? Yes, yes, and cookies. Oh my God, those were, anyways, sorry. No, (laughs) (laughs) no, but I'm in a daze right now. (laughs) It makes me so happy because it's like, I don't have to do anything. I can just do what I love. And people are like, okay, I can handle this. Like at the beginning, there was a lot of like, I won't even touch it if it's vegan. Like a lot of people would say that just because it's like, it was a very strange stance to take. It's like, but it tastes good. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to convert you. I just made this thing and it tastes good. You should try it. But um, now people are a little bit more open to it. They, they understand it a little bit more and they, you know, things are more accessible. It's like, Hey, have you had a potato chip? Then guess what? (laughs) You've eaten something (laughs) vegan. You most likely. (laughs) But that's a good way to put it though. Cause I think what's really exciting right now is the more people I have conversations with about health and Mm -hmm. their internals and how, you know, you like when we were children, we learned this quote that you are what you eat, but it is Mm -hmm. so flipping true. And I wish people would kind of have that always in the back of their mind when they think about what they physically put into their body, like regardless of what it is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you are progressing through life and understanding that development of what can happen long-term, I think it is really important to start with your food and, and having that good balance. Like I am still, you know, I'm not a hardcore carnivore, but mm-hmm. um, you know, I still do have at least one meal a day that has meat in it, but I, you know, we're trying to work on the fact that, you know, in the morning we have anything but meat. <laughs> and then at lunch, you know, we challenge ourselves with tofu. Like yeah. tofu is something I stayed away from for way too long because I was just uneducated on it. And I had no idea how to even like do anything with it because the first time, and it was in college, the first time I made it, I opened it up and it was the most disgusting looking <laughs> squishy sponge I know I I've ever seen. And I was just like, you know what? I can't do this. And I ended up not eating it because I couldn't even like process what it looked like. Now, yeah. 
we make like Caesar salads, mm-hmm. like homemade Caesar dressing and stuff. And uh, we throw tofus, like tofu, like like fake croutons in there. So we put yeah. cornstarch and we bake them. Yes. And it was yes. just like the most simplistic thing. Yes. And they don't taste squishy, which was no. so handy for me. And it was <laughs> I don't know if and you remember. <laughs> I don't know if you remember, but what I you were talking about tofu because I made you a tofu sandwich to prove to you that there was yes. good tofu. Yeah. And I was like, don't yes. get the squishy tofu. Nobody <laughs> likes that one. Get the firmer, extra firm. And then you can maybe transition and do other things like desserts. But like, no, oh always start gosh. off extra firm. Um, yeah, yes. no, it's it's really interesting and, and incomplete like transparency. Um, you know, my health, I've kind of when I first went vegan, there were not a ton of options, right? Like they Mm. didn't, like I was saying, it was like, okay, I'm deciding to go vegan. And I was eating, like you said, tofu, tempeh, lots of sweet potatoes, broccoli, cauliflower, spinach, kale, like very, very plant-based. And then (laughs) things started becoming a little bit more mainstream and you got Beyond Meat burgers, Beyond Meat sausages, Mm. you got Mm. like cookies and cream ice cream from Chapman's I know you love. So good. (laughs) Oh my God. I have that in my freezer. I know. The Hellman's mail. Like all these things are starting to come out and I'm like, there's so many things to try. I've uh, kind of transitioned. Well, I'm not even gonna say transition. I have firmly planted my flag now over in the um, junk food vegan camp, and I'm trying oh to God. whittle my way back over to uh, back over to plant-based eating. But I would definitely say, from a health perspective, if that's your reasoning for um, looking into veganism, not necessarily as a diet, um, but as kind of like a lifestyle. There's usually mm. three main things that people look for. It's it's for the animals, for the environment, and for your health. Um, if it is for your health, I would definitely say stay in that plant-based camp, uh, and and very mod and moderation, of course. Those those really what's yummy, wrong with chips? Yummy things. Chips. <laughs> it, it, there's nothing wrong with it except when it's like you know a lot of your diet, which is me. <laughs> like 99.9 percent salt you know what we're in a <laughs> pandemic so i'm gonna forgive myself <laughs> oh my gosh so tell me about you know when you talk about health and and the adjustments you had to make mm-hmm. um because of you know whatever diet that you're on is specifically for vegan mm-hmm. um what types of substitutions um did you have to do for example for supplements so did you have to take any supplements at the beginning or would you recommend any specific supplements? Because from a nutritionist point of view, like mm-hmm. from st- like statistic point of view, like I know iron, vitamin C, vitamin B, B12 is really low mm-hmm. uh, at times for um, vegans who don't do the proper yeah. Uh, yeah. breakdown. Vegan. But yeah, how'd you, how'd you find it? And what did you recommend for people who are just beginning? Yeah, so... Um... You know, what's interesting was when I went vegan, I did have to take a little bit of B12 supplements, but very quickly that became something I didn't have to do anymore because nutritional yeast, a lot of our oat milks and, um, you know, nut milks, a lot of those are fortified with B12 now. So I really don't even have to think about that. Um, Iron as well because I was, I started off really, really plant-based, I was getting all of my nutrients from uh, plants. I was actually taking an iron supplement, liquid iron, and I got my blood taken for another thing. I was, I was going on a trip and they needed to do some, some blood tests. And uh, my doctor was actually like, you need to stop taking that iron supplement because your iron's like too high. 
So I was actually perfectly balanced on my plant-based diet. Now, because I'm not eating as many um, like balanced plants, I have to be more considerate. My B12 is fine because I still eat the, the oat milk and everything like that, but it's more like the iron that I have to, that I have to kind of be mindful of. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I think that as long as if you're going vegan and you feel like you're, you're balancing your, your mostly plant-based eating, you should be fine. You should be fine. So I know we talked about the sandwiches and stuff like that in regards to tofu, but what other mm -hmm. substitutions do you think would be good for someone who is just starting with, with, you know, wanting to, or am curious of being vegan? Cause like, luckily now fast forward, we have a multitude how I know. many like, <laughs> options. Like I can't honestly, you know what it makes me think about is when we first went to like restaurants and I yes. was like, Cat, you can only have salad. Like, yes. It's so sad. Yes. That's every really time. the only option. Yes. And now we're like, you have like a full menu now, which is beautiful. Yeah. But yeah. It's um, more difficult for me to find something that's appropriately spicy than for me to find something that's. Yeah. <laughs> that's so facts. Oh my God. I can't deal with how much spicy food is. It's impressive. <laughs> um, it's insane. But what would you suggest for someone like who is looking for substitutions for food? Like, we talked about like tofu sandwiches. Mm -hmm. We talked about mac and cheese with cashews. Yeah. What other things are very common that, you know, you found was an easy tr like transition for yourself? Yeah. I mean, I think that this is kind of a different world. When I did it, I had, I was like really gung ho and I went full in and I just started eating a bunch of plants. And let me tell you, Lindsay, when I was growing up, I did not eat vegetables. The only vegetable I ate was corn. Okay. That was it. I did not eat carrots. I did not eat nothing. So honestly, if I can do it, anybody can. I ate chicken and potato every night and pasta for Preach. 25 <laughs> years. Um, so I just went full in and then I started your taste buds adjust. Like they just do. They just start enjoying different things. And, but I would say now because we're in this different world where there's so many different options, if you like sausages, pick up um, Beyond Sausages and, you know, they're really, really good and just pick up an interesting vegetable that maybe you wouldn't have as a side that you usually would. Maybe if you would usually have spinach or corn or carrots, peas, pick up, you know, shiitake mushrooms and like put those together. If, if you would, um, you know, pick up a zucchini and see if you can do maybe a stuffed zucchini and try that on the side, but you have something to balance. Mm. Um yeah, if you're going to do the cashew cheese sauce, there's like, it's a really great recipe. That's a good one for pasta. Um, pick up nutritional yeast. That's something of every vegan has in their cabinet at all times. Uh, yes. Nooch for short. I love it. Um, yeah, <laughs> there's, there's a lot. So I would say, you know, if you're, if you're nervous about the tofu, don't even go close to it yet. Just focus mainly on the, on the veggies. <laughs> yeah. Focus mainly on the veggies. Always get extra firm if you're starting out. Um, and, and just start to, just to really understand like, okay, if I crisp up these chickpeas with some taco seasoning and put them into a wrap with some, um, you know, some avocado and sprouts and all of these different things that actually taste mm. pretty good. Some falafel, things like that. Things that actually are already vegan in your daily diet that you can mm -hmm. maybe hone in on a little bit more and expand it and go slowly. But everybody's different. Everybody's a little yeah. different. Man, I love falafels. I think secretly like that week that I was at your place mm -hmm. and it was just like such a game changer because, um, I'm sure you've seen it too, is Seaspiracy, which is a new 
uh, documentary on Netflix. And mm-hmm. that is, I, I find it similar to the one that you were talking about, about like the other industry, like the, the, um, the chicken Environment? meat and, and dairy. Oh, yeah. yeah. That one, like it's very similar to that, but about fish and it was such a wake up call. And I, I'm a huge meal prepper mm-hmm. and I found it so interesting because like last week, for example, we watched it last Sunday. And then I was thinking to myself, I literally made like halibut tacos for the week. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, you know, it just, I think it just makes you feel more appreciative one for what you eat. Mm-hmm. I think that is something that is so untalked about that people don't actually enjoy food anymore. Yes. And I think that is a huge wake up call of a conversation piece is the fact that when you eat something, you want to enjoy the food, you want to process the food, you want to, you know, commit to just sitting down and eating it. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of people just want to get it in, cook it, eat it, and then, you know, go on with their merry way. And I think sometimes I'm not saying that you have to sit and, you know, be thankful for the meat or whatever that you're eating, but I'm just simply saying that, you know, understanding the importance of what you are eating and what efforts have come to be like towards your plate. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, Cause that was a huge thing with the, the, the Netflix documentary. Cause I was just like, wow, like that's a huge wake up call. So I think something that, you know, when people watch those and, they get motivated to make changes. I think the thing that's really difficult is making those um, meal prep options that they're totally unaware of. So thankfully there's tons of websites and stuff like that that you can go on for recipes nowadays. You can go on the cooking channels, everything like that. But I think what people always, you know, look for is, you know, ideas for breakfast. I think that's the hardest thing. Um, The most common thing I hear from even my clients who I'm, I'm doing, um, exercise and, and nutrition plans for is mm-hmm. that lunch and dinner is fine, uh, but they find breakfast is the most tough. So, um, as a vegan, are there any options that you know that you would recommend for someone who is looking to, you know, really start creating meal plans or meal prep? Yeah. I mean, I have found lately there have been like a lot of really good, um, options for breakfast. I usually would do a smoothie when I, if I eat breakfast, I'll do a smoothie. Um, but I think I've also made around you and you guys love this was the tofu scramble with the kale and the potatoes. That was one that was, that's really good. I enjoy making that. Um, there's also like coconut yogurt, which is a really good option with a lot of, with berries on top and chia seeds and granola. Um, so that's a really quick option as well for breakfast, but I do really try in the mornings for myself to stick to a smoothie. I'll take, um, I'll take a, you know, a protein powder of some kind and I'll put it into a, I'll put it into a blender or I'll do, I actually got the revive. Um, I'm not sure if you've heard of them, you know, the little smoothie things, they come in a, they come in a cup and you just blend it together. It's delicious. And it's got like cauliflower, strawberries, like all of these really interesting dragon fruit. Um, so it's like a, a cool little start to my day. Um, Where do you get that from? I got it. It's a subscription online. Oh, get it, girl. Because you know what? Online. <laughs> somebody, <laughs> somebody said something really interesting to me once when I was going through you know, one of my many diets. And I didn't stick to that. But I did take one thing with me. And they said, you know, if you 
don't feel like making a five course meal, or if you don't feel like you're the kind of person who's going to be able to prep, just buy the stuff that's done. Like if it's going to help you in your life, like there's some stuff that you just don't need to feel poorly about. Like if, if it's going to get you going, if it's going to get you started, just do the thing. If you want to, you know, it's, it's just, it's just about getting you started, getting you motivated and, uh, and getting you nutrients, getting you proper, your proper diet. So that's what I try to remember when I, when I, when I make my stuff. Cause sometimes I'm like, I want to, I want to buy that pineapple. That's already cut up. I'm not doing that myself. (laughs) (laughs) I can't do it. I can't. That's one thing I won't do. Yeah. Cause I find that like my Sunday fun days are like literally all cooking. Like this is the first time I've sat down and I'm like, okay, what do I need to prep? Like but you know me, I'm a huge prepper. So yes. like I have like everything in containers and, and you I get joy out of it. And you know, I do, <laughs> you know, I do. <laughs> I have issues. I, like when I bought my label maker, Oh gosh. Scary, like that was a scary point in my life. I'm surprised like, I don't have a label on me. <laughs> right. I'm, I know what you just might be. I know. See it. I just don't see it. It's somewhere I can't find just yet. <laughs> Um, oh my god it's but so true one thing I did want to talk about uh just while we're talking about veganism and while we're talking mm. about like seaspiracy and stuff like that is that there are a lot of issues with it as well you know like seaspiracy doesn't do a really great job at highlighting the fact that like in northern territories produce is really expensive and like the sealing industry and things like that they're actually like a huge part of uh, sustaining and having getting nutrients so we have to understand that there are limits to what people can do and what is appropriate for um, for their culture so you know it's it's one thing for us to consider here um, but it's another thing in different populations and different cultures so it's never about saying okay well this needs to stop entirely but like what are what are some compromises that we can make to you know uh, help with our health help with the help with society's health help with um uh, you know, our planet, et cetera. And, um, and as well as like, even for me, I always say to people, it's like, even though I'm vegan or whatever, I, I, I'm buying, uh, far, I'm buying stuff that's being farmed by migrant workers that are not being treated mm. properly. So there's no, there's no perfect system, no perfect system for anything, uh, including your health. You know, if, if you, if you decide you wanted to be plant-based and you eat fish every now and then, then you eat fish every now and then, and that's whatever, that's you. Like right? just, just find your balance. And, uh, and uh, if we can all find a little bit more balance in the way that we consume and the way that we eat, things will be a lot better. Heck yeah. And I think that's the best way to say it is that you have to find your own balance. Like mm-hmm. as much as, um, you know, watching documentaries like that, it gets people inspired and it gives them not necessarily a wake up call, but a better understanding as to the importance of change, not only for yourself, but for the environment. Mm-hmm. But if you do do, you know, limit the amount that you do a week mm-hmm. with consumption of meats or, you know, um, giving back some way, you know yeah. what I mean? So if you are someone who is a carnivore and you love meat every single meal of the day, yes, like that breakfast, is your, lunch, your way of the world. I know plenty of those. <laughs> um, I know so many people like that. So, you know, that's totally fine, but just make sure that you're doing your part in the actual physical community that you live in, you know, pick up your darn garbage, like do your part, do your eco part. And yeah. um, I think, if you are able to find that kind of circumference of, of support around you, knowing mm-hmm. that you can give back as well as, um, 
you know, take what you need. I, I think that's super important. And so even giving amazing. back to your body, right? So if it's something where you do eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you're eating meat or, or takeout and stuff like that, where, where can those compromises to be, can be made so that uh, you have a more mm-hmm. rounded health? Um, like for me, I will always be thankful to veganism for literally saving me from diabetes. Like I, it, it took, mm. it took almost no time at all. It took a shockingly small amount of time for me went from when I went vegan to when I was officially okay with, uh, coming out of that pre-diabetic area. So, um, mm. yeah, it's, it's, it's just interesting. It's an interesting thing. And, and like we said, you have to find your balance and everything. Oh Yeah. That's what, so I'm all about. <laughs> oh, there we go. We tied it in. Hey. It all comes together. <laughs> this was not, this Holla was not planned. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's freaking amazing. Oh my gosh. Well, let's wrap it up. So if anyone has any questions, are they cool with contacting you on your Instagram? Yeah, totally. Sweet. What is your Instagram? It's v, uh, veggie. It's veggie what Catalina. <laughs> Veggie Catalina. Don't even it. ask me where I got it from. I have no idea. I can't remember. It's been years. But I like uh, it though. yeah, Catalina K A T A. Oh, hold on. I don't even remember. <laughs> uh, I'm the one drinking wine. You can't no. be like this. <laughs> veggie V E G G I E, and then Catalina is K A T A L I N A. Catalina. I love it. Yeah. Well. I thank you. We thank you from a podcasting point of view. I appreciate your opinion on this because I truly value you. And I think out of everyone I know who is vegan, you are someone who's experienced it all. And I thank you so much for taking the time to educate us and help us, you know, just some of the baby steps to get us potentially there, or even just find that balance where we can, you know, really renew that energy of connecting with our food and respecting it for sure. So thank you so much, Kat. Thanks, Lindsay. Okay. Bye. (laughs) Thanks, guys.